Joe presents Liquid Football, sponsored by Paddy Power. Hello, welcome to Liquid Football on Joe, together with Paddy Power. It's the show that takes you inside the dressing room and puts you in the boots of the players. The players who are with me this week, John Walters and Steve Sidwell. All kinds of fun and games last week on your challenge when you had to WhatsApp when you had to WhatsApp players and FaceTime them and make sure that they kind of they answered it in the competition. You won it, Steve, but have you yep. both spent the whole week just apologizing to people saying we're really sorry? There's not that I don't know anybody who answers phone calls and certainly not answers FaceTime you know, or, or any kind of video calls. It, it certainly was a challenge. I mean, when we got told we was doing it, we were literally sweating, wasn't we? <laughs> we were excited. We was, I was so nervous at the same time because we were both going, no, no football at FaceTimes anyone. No. Always WhatsApp or a call. Whenever it was a FaceTime, it was like, oh my God, they're not going to answer. <laughs> and when the funniest thing was, every one of them that answers, everyone's face was like that yeah. sort of, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. And then when they see us laughing, then they, they started joining <laughs> yeah. in. It was fun. But they did. It was that look of confusion when they just see the two of you going mad on the end of the It just goes to show that no, face to- uh, no footballers FaceTime each other. Yeah. That's what happened. The funniest thing was on the JT one, I actually called him back when we left and we was walking down to the station and he didn't pick up. <laughs> <laughs> when I called him, I'm not doing that again. Uh, but no, he, he was basically used to in the office, wasn't he? The, yeah. um, Aston Villa doing the, the training sessions for the next day. So he said he was in the shower and then we WhatsApped after that. But yeah, good fun. Got to say, it was a good challenge. Yeah, I, I, I called a couple of them back, but I waited till I was by the pool. I went back at back to Portugal after I came here last week, and uh, just while they were in training, I just uh, just just have a little look at that. Another FaceTime one. Another FaceTime. Ashley Barnes. Yeah, yeah, Ashley Barnes. <laughs> play. To be fair, Jeff Jeff said I don't know why Barnes didn't answer. He was in the van with me. In the what? So he, in he, the he van. was in the, va- in the van, van with me. Um, so <laughs> at Burnley, Ashley Barnes and Ashley Westwood. Uh, Bought a V class, uh, Mercedes V class, and they're basically the chauffeurs for, for six or <laughs> seven. Got a car school that uh, a car school that they've took it to an, the next level. You normally have footballers normally have car schools. If you live in the same area, you, you, you'll drive in together. You'll pick two or three of the lads up in the morning. But they've they've took it next level. There, they bought a van, chauffeur hat, everything, and one of them drives. In, in separate days and they pick six or seven of the lads up they don't wear the hat every day sure. <laughs> <laughs> they can't be doing that but to be fair I think Just the lads the pay them as well so they're making a little bit oh, of money out really? of it as well yeah. uh, I like the idea that he's sitting there you know that you will have seen the number then and just going nah put it on mute and put it, it to the side he might have been driving I think uh, who was first was Barnsley after Jeff or was he before I don't know it's a good question It'd be funny Jeff answered. I think Jeff was was in the van with him uh, in the passenger seat in the van. He might have been driving. But you've done. You've hurt your fingers. Yeah, good weekend. The big news from the, the week. Big is news that you've from hurt the weekend. Yeah, and one of them sliding doors that just it, the wind obviously was just blowing a gale. And as it's gone, it's just straight through. Caught my finger, and when one's where you can see the blood underneath the nail. And if you don't get it early enough, it then becomes dry, and then you've got to wait for it to die, and then the nail fall off. Because you must have had this with your feet all the time when you were oh, playing. I was the worst. I was the worst. Honestly, there was, there was a spell for every season, for about four or five seasons, especially in the winter. Whenever you got someone stood on your, on your boot, 100% in the winter, that nail would go blood. If you didn't get the blood out straight away from the dock, and they used to have this little drill tool that a lot of foot places have now what they call a foot place chiropodists chiropodists that's what they are and they'll drill down but they can't feel when it obviously goes through the nail and then into the nail sort of bed and you are you're holding the table and it just goes you, you're up and there's blood splurting out that's standard it? every footballer relates to that oh. so, so I didn't 
so the first couple of times I did it when I was 18, 19, I got the doctor to do that and go through it. But every time we'd hit the bottom. Yeah. But the blood would literally hit the ceiling. That's the pressure in it. So I used to just go home and get burn a needle, put the needle straight through it yeah. myself and uh, just make little holes in my nail just to <laughs> yeah. get the blood out because the horrendous. When you so your yourself. house, basically, the ceiling in your house is just no, back to the blood. Yeah. It's like a Tarantino film. Yeah. But standard, every time it grows back, it'll get stood on again, 100%. Yeah. There was, but, there was times but, at Fulham... But a, but a drill? Like, yeah, like, like a little hand drill and there's like a tiny, like, like, like a sort of a pin, isn't it? The sort of size of a pin and it just, you can hear, just the noise of it. Oh, it's going down. But there was times at Fulham when it happened um, and I'd eat a play on a Saturday and my toe would be throbbing and the doc would, would put two locals sort of in to literally numb the the, 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 the nerve ending of the whole toe and there was times where I had to play I remember one game I had to play with Mark Schwartz's boot which was another size completely bigger to mine because it was that that, that moment where your toes hit the edge of the boot and you're just, you're just sort of jumping up and down yeah so that's your week that's my weekend yeah <laughs> struggling with that struggling with a poor <laughs> finger now yeah. I, I think just, it feels alright now yeah. Yeah. it's just one of the ones where people think you've got nail varnish on you you can get John to fix it <laughs> for you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the tissue above that, John. <laughs> Football is injury, isn't it? Um, did you see as well what was happening? That um, Harry Wilson scored for Bournemouth, Premier League debut, scores a goal. And he's on loan from Liverpool. So he got on his WhatsApp group reportedly. He got a little WhatsApp from Jurgen Klopp sort of pumping the air and saying, we're all delighted for you. And is that, that way of keeping lone players in like the loop that. and making them like feel so like they're, uh, they're part of the team stuff. So was, that, was, that what... a, was that a picture of Jurgen Klopp? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Or was Apparently, it an emoji, it... emoji fist <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it was a picture of Klopp saying we're all delighted. I like that. Yeah. He's gone a little bit more up yeah. on the estimation now. Yeah, that's, that's, anyway, that's yeah. a nice little personal touch, though, because mm. sometimes when you are an owner, and I've done it... You're you, out of it, aren't you? You feel like you're a bit yeah. out of sight, out of mind, yeah. whereas that just keeps you in the loop a little bit. Because so. one of the, the things, famously, the, the Chelsea loanies were all, all had that that big loan group WhatsApp that mm. they were all on and they would all send each other videos and say congratulations if, if they'd done well on their, yeah. on their groups. And then players would have, managers wouldn't be on the player WhatsApp group, would they? Because <laughs> no. so you'd be talking it, about him. It, it, not- <laughs> each club you'll have, you'll have two or three WhatsApp groups. So you'll have the players... You'll have a splinter group in the players, like a, like a <laughs> car group. A little breakaway group. But you'll have, they have the players. You'll have the one where everyone's in, manager, staff, and then you'll have ones with just the sports science. Uh, the players one. The players is never with the manager, though. I've never I been think everyone relates to this. WhatsApp groups, carnage, like everything gets thrown in. Yeah. I've got to delete half this stuff because my kids <laughs> get off my phone, yeah. but everything goes in WhatsApp yeah. groups. So, but the, but the sports science one, no one really posts in it, and... What is the sports science so one? So you'll have the, the, the physios. It's, it's man, more, though, if you're physios, injured, isn't it? Well, yeah, but just information goes in that one. So physios or... So there's one towards the end of last season. Where like, right, lads, come in. And uh, it was the last week of the season at Burnley. And they're like, right, right, lads, come in. And, and we'll get next season's plan. And you get your pre-season plan. And, like, obviously, I'm not going to be there in the <laughs> next year. And neither Stephen Ward. So I just put little... I just throw bombs in at it. So I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, me and Wardy will come in next week. So normally, <laughs> me and Wardy will come in and get our stuff. So normally you get a little bit of a, you get something back. But if they've got nothing about them, there's no replies to yeah. it. I've, I've never Just been leave in, the group. Yeah. I've, I've never been in one with, uh, with staff in terms of managers, but... We'll just go back on the FaceTime and I remember we was up we was at Brighton and we had a, a good relationship with the chairman Tony Bloom absolutely fantastic <clears throat> Brighton fan since he was a kid 
um, and and the club is in real good hands with him. But we went on all day at once. We was on uh, played a game on the because Saturday. Because you're professional athletes, so that's what yeah, professional yeah, athletes do. That's what do. we do. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we had a game on the Saturday. We done. We played well. Done well. I think it was a London game. We stayed over. Sunday we was down the, off the Kings Road, a brunch all day. So we're there, drinks are flowing. All of a sudden, I think it was Dunkey's gone. Come on, let's get the chairman on Facetime. <laughs> Bearing in mind, no one Facetime yeah. anyone. <laughs> so go on and get him up. So we got it. It's going off. All of a sudden, he's picked up. So we're all in there. Hey, hey, chairman, what's happening? <laughs> he's in his car driving. Obviously, he's not holding it. He's obviously on the on the the stand. He's driving along. He must be on the motorway coming down from wherever he was. And he's gone, love, oh, her boys, look who it is, kids. Look, look, there's Dunkey, look, there's Sinners, and the kids in the background. And he's gone, look, there's the wife as well. <laughs> She's waving. He's got yeah. that in, so he didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he threw that intro. Kids are in the car, the, wife's in the car. Yeah, 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 don't say, don't say anything. Yeah, yeah, basically, exactly. yeah, leave her there. So, yeah, that's the, that was as far as it went, that sort of, that banter one there, but never ones with managers as... No, you can't. Gone. Managers, yeah, separate, but WhatsApp yeah. group's carnage. Oh, Brilliant, yeah. no. Good. But it's always on a night out. If ever lads are on a night out, WhatsApp groups are going. So sometimes I'm waking up in the morning, it's like 200 WhatsApps, and it's just photos and pictures and just just lads getting the piss taken yeah. out of them constantly. You're still, you're still in the group then? No, no. Oh, when you were, player, you, that's well, the thing, when you've got to leave. leave oh, how do you leave? Yeah, it's tough leaving, isn't it? Leaving is I, st- I, st- I stayed in for a while and when I left the clubs and it was like, got to a point and... You enjoy it. The WhatsApp yeah. group, but you don't want to leave. But it got to the point where it's like, come on, they're adding new lads that I've just signed. I said, listen, lads, it's been great. Got to go. Yeah. You and get the odd one there. It's been emotional. Left. Thanks for everything. Good luck for the rest of the season. Catch up soon. And all of a sudden it says, Steve said, we'll lift. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have have you ever had to tell someone <laughs> no, that, we, that you've stayed? No, we you've had the stayed so in, yeah. the, in the Euros and in, in France, we had, uh, we had the WhatsApp group. And as I said, it's carnage. And you've got to be careful with your phones because... Uh, the kids get hold of them and there's all sorts like everything going <laughs> inappropriate on. Con- <laughs> yeah. Inappropriate content. And uh, as soon as as soon as we got on the bus aboard to go to the, the plane, so we left the hotel, packed, checked out the rooms and a few lads were staying over in France to, to carry on holidays with the families after the Euros and Shea given they just retired. And uh, as soon as we got on the bus, the lads are like, have you got on the WhatsApp group? So I got it up and we hadn't even left the hotel Shea Given left he retired man and left the WhatsApp group Stay so out. I was the admin I added him back in everyone just hammered him then he left again I added him back in again everyone just kept hammering him and then he left so it was like he just cut his tie straight away yeah but that thing about keeping the distance from from the manager and, and having that that sort of so you can probably actually be closer to an owner or a chairman if they are that that type yeah. of personality than you can with a manager because they ha- they're the ones who will day to day give you the, make the difficult decisions and we saw it with Pep and Sergio Aguero yeah. at the weekend when he subbed him off and they had the, it all ended up in hugs it's not mm. like the end of the world and, and you see it happening but you saw that kind of tension flare yeah. just for a couple of minutes on the touchline yeah it, it, the thing I learned when I see whenever I see things like that you've always got to remember it's never personal it's never personal and I learned that players take lesson. it personally though if yeah, you come off because you you don't want to come off. So that's yeah, of the first you thing you yeah, don't want to come some, off. You know, some players so as as you take it off. more personal than yeah. others. But I remember a, 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 a strong lesson when I was in the youth team at Arsenal. Uh, we played West Ham in the academy final at Highbury, and Jay Boffroyd, who's still playing now in Japan, he got subbed. Don Howe was the manager. He got subbed off as he was coming off. Got off the touchline, shook the players hand that went on. He took his jersey off and he threw it in Don Howe's face. And then when as sat a kid da- as, well. as, a, as a youngster, and then yeah. when they sat down in the dressing room, uh, in the dugout behind, and Don didn't even look round, just got his shirt, 
folded it up, put it on the side, carried on with the game. After the game, uh, we lost. Liam Brady come down, come in, he said, you'll never play for this club again, to, to Jay Bofford, who was a big, uh, a rising star at the time. said, you'll never play for this club again. That's disrespectful. He said, what you've got to remember, Jay, is that in football, nothing's ever personal. It's always for the good of the team. And Jay Bofford was sold to Coventry the week after for a million pounds. Mm-hmm. So therefore, that was a, a sharp lesson then. Whatever happens to football, not just take it on the chin. You, you, you're not yeah. going to like it, but you can always, there's a time and a place to discuss. That's where like Aguero came off, didn't he, at the weekend and uh, Pep's grabbed him and that's Pep's got a thing of doing that and mm. he, he'll grab you after you come off and he'll start talking about something you did half an hour ago and obviously you're annoyed when you come off yeah. and Aguero's coming off and he's tried to grab him and start talking about something he probably did 20 minutes ago and Aguero's like, listen, just leave me yeah. and he's had a little bit and <laughs> yeah. he's had a little bit and then Pep's not happy, little hand over the mouth so yeah. the cameras yeah. can't <laughs> see what he's saying and... He then they've scored. It's got this allowed, but then he scored. He's straight back in for all because you know down. don't because yeah. as soon as you come for the manager or anything with the manager, you don't don't think I've ever had one where you'll have a way back to the manager in the changing room because you know you're never going to win, and you might make up, but it's always you make up and then you get a, a week's fine or two weeks wages. Oh, yeah, which no, is you've, always got, you've always gone back for the manager. Yeah, you've all, I've seen loads that's gone. That's gone. I remember one at. Uh, one that comes off the straight off, off the top of the head was when I was at Aston Villa, played Crystal Palace away. I think it was an FA Cup game because they was in the Championship at the time. Half time we come in, and Emil Heskey, listen, great player, lovely lad, quiet but strong as an ox. And this was proved at this half time <laughs> team talk. Wasn't having the best of games, and Martin O'Neill was just on on his case. Emil, you need to hold the ball. You need to do this. You need to do that. And all of a sudden, I was I kept looking at over in the corner at Emil, and he was just sort of getting angry and angry and the sort of the, the watery eyes just sort of come and that's when you're thinking this is going to switch all of a sudden that was it he was up trying to get get to Martin James Collins big James Collins Ginge he jumped on him Richard Dunn who was big enough for, he jumped on him Stan Petrov tried to get in the way he dragged them basically across the, the dressing room to get to Martin O'Neill Martin O'Neill was behind did he have a little go back <laughs> Martin was behind Seamus no Seamus his real name's Jim but he likes to be called Seamus <laughs> oh, he, he, he was trying to sort of duck and weave behind him obviously then it's all calmed down but it's just heat of the moment stuff by the end of it on the Monday it's all you know there have been discussions to have been had but I don't think I've ever had people come back like that at a manager. I've had managers where you have a go. I've had great managers where it's, I quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed Roy Keane's one, believe it or not, at Ipswich. I, I enjoyed I not enjoyed it, but he would say how it was. Yeah. But he will get he could get quite personal with yeah. the lads. He had I remember I think it was a youth team game or a cup game where he played some young lads and I, I wasn't playing, so I came in the changing room after the game I was like, Oh, it's gonna go off this is so I just sat in the corner. And he's gone round every lad and he's telling the young lad, listen, you should just give up football and go and be a gangster in London. And <laughs> he, I was like, this is, this, this is brilliant. But there's other ones where we've had sort of two hours after after a game and I think it was Watford away we got beaten. He's there two hours and he's going through every player. And you just got to take it on the chin because you get, you get beat. It's like, right, fair enough, yeah. you know, we're at a fault. Yeah. So he's gone for literally two hours and uh, his assistant manager, who was at Burnley as well, um, as a coach, Tony Lachlan, had the same position. He had a, the groin stretch up on the side of the table, didn't move for two hours. And, but at the end, Damo, Damon Delaney moved his leg. And after two hours, he's gone, am I, am I boring yet? And he's had a go, and <laughs> I'm thinking that's why Locker hasn't, yeah. hasn't come for him. Yeah. But I think there's a place for that in the dressing room still. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of things with managers now where you, players can't, have things said to them, and I think there's still a place for for the Roy Keens to say, 
latter players. I, I enjoyed it. I could take it on the chin and you, you take it and move on. And yeah. you've got to be mentally strong to take it as well. And uh, But out on the pitch, you don't have the managers yet and you've got to have that strong mentality to be able to yeah. take a bit of a yeah. bit of stick. But as much as, as players are changing, managers are changing as well. What, what's Sean Dyche like? Because he seems like someone who could be quite old school in in that way, as much as he's a sort of modern day manager. No, he he, he, he leaves at five minutes and comes in. So he waits five minutes and... To be fair, the, the lad, no one really say anything um, when I was there. It's not, you sort of wait for him to come in. He never really has a go. I've never really seen him have a go. It's just similar to Mark Hughes, not non-confrontational. Yeah. He waits five minutes, calms himself down if he's annoyed, yeah. have a chat and then comes in and like, right lads, what do you think? It's more than, there's no real shouting and bawling really. Yeah. I hadn't really seen that. Can we not talk about VAR from this weekend's football? Just because... Everyone's boring with it. It's going to be the same things. I say three reviews. Keep it at that. Count. <laughs> keep it at would, that. But it wouldn't have changed this weekend. That's no, the it thing. Wouldn't have they, they, they do have to fix it in, in the ground, though, don't they? Because nobody at City. It's too many rules was, now, and there's all these rules. And there's one at Brighton where Duffy ran out in his second phase of play, and last year it would, would have been allowed. And it's like, come on. But that's the laws. I think maybe what we can say is that is that because of the scrutiny that the laws are under from VAR when we're yeah. examining it, then maybe the laws need to adapt yeah. so that they can cope with that level of scrutiny. Uh, maybe see, that's true. What's interesting to me, just quickly, is obviously you know this new rule about the handball. So if obviously there's a handball in the box that leads to a goal, it's, it's, um, it's obviously disallowed. disallowed. Yeah. When obviously they've done that, they must have been thinking, right, how many times last year has that happened like, over the course of the season? So yeah. and then all of a sudden it's happened twice, or yeah. is it three times in the first two weeks of the season? But also it happens in the second week of the season, in the biggest game of the weekend, it's, in one that could have a bearing oh, on what happens yeah. in the title it's, it's race. A it's, like, it's, just, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's annoying me now. It's annoying yeah. me. So so I'm into that camera there. So I'll say to the lawmakers and the referees, it's a simple game complicated by idiots. <laughs> Simple as that. Stop messing with the rules. Leave football the way it is. Sir John there has spoken. Yeah, well, leave it. it. <laughs> I'm just slightly worried if we're the idiots that are complicating <laughs> it. That's the worry. Uh, this is Liquid Football on Joe, together with Paddy Power. I'm Kelly Cates, alongside Steve Sidwell and John Walters. House of Rugby is rolling through the World Cup warm-ups, and tomorrow, former England captain Chris Robshaw is going to join the guys. James Haskell and everyone will be there. Should be very interesting now he's out the squad. That will be out late Tuesday night and you'll be able to listen to it on the way into work, maybe on Wednesday morning. So, this though is the moment you've all been waiting for. Time for the Paddy Power Challenge. One of you gets the chance to win £250. Last time it was you, but you also get a £250 bet, which you put on Brighton. Yes. Last <laughs> Should have won. Should have won. They, they played well. We they played really we well. We haven't won a bet yet. I know. Two weeks. Paddy Power laughing though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're not paying now. <laughs> <laughs> we got cash out all the time. Hey. Um, so yeah, it is courtesy of Paddy Power this one. Your charities this week, are you going to stick with the same charities? Fan support and food bank stamp. Yep, stick to the yep, same I'll one. I'll stick to the same one in a PCC, yeah. Okay. And this week, I get to be involved. Woohoo. Games master. Yeah. <laughs> Can we not get you involved in the questions? Are you not I'm going <laughs> to sit at the top of the stairs and pretend it's the chase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There's a lot of questions there. There's a lot of questions. I don't like quizzes. Yeah. Football, you always have I quizzes. Don't... You, I, they bore me to death. Martin so I lo- always have quizzes. Martin O'Neill loved the quiz. We cheated once at a quiz, yeah. by the way. Yeah, remember this? How did you cheat? We cheated over in Ireland. Uh, we had groups. It was in New York. And the staff always won. They had about four, uh, 20 staff members and used to have tables of five. 
And we cheat, like, we'd get the phones and get the answers and we beat them. And he was fuming. <laughs> Never had a quiz again. Never had another quiz. He was fuming because he knew all the answers. But it, he, the, the kit man, Dick, his name was, he used to set all the answers. So obviously they set them together so they know them. It was all his error of music and all that. And, uh, when he got beat, never another quiz again we had. But well, I'm going to beat you this have week you, anyway. Have you read these ones? <laughs> Bury in mind, I've just, I've just gone into the green room. <laughs> no, no. Right, so the way this is, the way this is going to work is, you've got questions on Steve, you've got questions on John. We're going to okay. take it a time out. Obviously, it's just whoever gets the most points, right? Okay. Wins. Yes. Most questions, yes. right? Wins. Yep. Come yeah. on. So, questions for Steve about John. Right, first one to you. How many international goals did John Walters score for the Republic of Ireland senior team? A, 14, B, 18, or C, 21? Let's go... Do you know? Yep. 18. I haven't got answers. Oh, no. 14. <laughs> I just realised. So you're going to have to you're gonna have to know the answers to yourself. Well, I'm glad I know the answer to that. 14. Yeah. All right, 14, really, yeah. yeah. Okay, that I one can go over there. More. Right, next up. This one for John about Steve. Which squad number was assigned to Steve Sidwell during his time at Reading? Was he 4, 7 or 21? So you've gone from Arsenal to Reading, so it would have been a good one. I know at Chelsea, what were you, Chelsea? You were 9 or 7 at Chelsea. You had a good one at Chelsea. Thank you, you with the number that. 9 jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were you number 9? <laughs> Got ridiculed for it. Didn't even want the jersey. Oh, I remember getting on the team bus and he was like, Steve, you're having the number 9 jersey. I was like, Chelsea's number who else, 9. Who else was <laughs> number 9 at Chelsea? Who's a big hitter at number 9? What, before? Yeah. Real list off, and then this Jimmy Ford Hasselbank was one before. How many goals? Then. How many goals did you get? One. Play <laughs> <laughs> with a striker. Yeah. Back to the right, question. So, so what, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Were, what were the numbers? Uh, four, seven, or twenty-one? Uh, seven. Oh, number four. four. Number you, four. So you've gone four and nine. This is going to be long, isn't it? Right. What is John Walter's middle name? Is it A. Raymond, B. Ronald, or C. Reginald? <laughs> 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 Oh, oh, can I have the list again, just quickly? Raymond, Ronald, or Reginald? <laughs> Come on, Steve. Let's go, uh, Ronald. Oh, it's un- yeah, it's Ronald. Yeah, yeah. it's a good name, you isn't you it? Keep it's a hot so famous people. Okay, that's one deal to me. Hey, Ronald McDonald? Ro- Ronaldo? Ronaldinho? <laughs> <laughs> f- fat Ronaldo as well, from Brazil. What <laughs> <laughs> What nickname did Fulham fans give Steve Sidwell? Was he the strawberry blonde, the strawberry blonde Javi, the ginger Iniesta, or the orangutan Zidane? Hundred percent the ginger Iniesta. Hundred percent. That's the correct answer. Yes. Oh, the ginger Iniesta. Hold on to that one. So I, don't have to, so I don't have to keep track wow. of how many points you get. John Walters <laughs> scored a perfect hat-trick, but which team was it against? Yes. Villa, Southampton, QPR. QPR. He knows. Remember that? Well, the- a few of his mates are playing. I remember Bobby. that. You, you have that one then. I remember that. Mm. Perfect right. hat-trick really as well. well. Yeah. Right foot, left foot header. Mm. Steve Sidwell has a massive tattoo of what <laughs> on his <laughs> back? <laughs> is it favourite song lyrics? Is it wedding vows? Or is it a Chinese dragon? Few players that's quite like a the light Chinese ones, don't Chinese dragon, though. That's, that's quite That'll a light go all the way jumper. down to your arse, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm going wedding vows. Correct answer. Wedding what vows. What do they say? Oh, wedding vows. It's like a book. 
So I had wedding vows. Does, 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 does everyone not have the same wedding vows when you get married? No, so you'll have my we, wedding vows no, no, on your made, back. No, no, we made ours up. We made ours up. Yeah, and I got them tattooed on my back. I better not get divorced, otherwise I'm banging <laughs> trouble. That's the correct answer. Two two. Go there you go. Have a bit of that. I Chinese was going to suggest it. Chinese dragon. Which of these is John Walter's favourite film? Is it The Shawshank Redemption, Step Brothers, or Cool? I love Step Brothers or Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. Wow. Uh, I'm going to go. Your Shaw- no, no, no. I'm going to go Shawshank Redemption. Love a bit of Step Brothers. <laughs> love a bit of Will Ferrell. Do you, yeah. I, love, I don't like <laughs> the fair, end of it. I, I love the beginning. Not, I do love when it. It's, when I got asked that question, I'm like racking my brains. Favorite film, and my wife just said to me, "Listen, you're quoting Step Brothers me all the time. I don't know what <laughs> yeah, you're talking about." Film, so I'm Step Brothers that straight is good. away. Um, Ex Fulham manager Felix Magat. Once, got, <laughs> once got into what with Steve Sidwell? An arm wrestle, a suitcase, or a stare, a stare off? Suitcase. <laughs> like, like in killing. He was a bit of a weirdo, him, wasn't he? You played once, and I remember something after the game. He made you stand in a position for 40, 50 minutes, didn't he? Yeah. What yeah. did what? So we had we had an away game. Didn't play very well. We got beat. We got back to the training ground. Everyone's thinking, going to get in your cars as normal, go off. He said, right, everyone off the bus, get into the dressing room. He said, put your training kit on. We're going to go and do a session. So we get in there, we put a kit on, we go on to the training pitch. He said, he brings a bag of balls out. So these are thinking, oh, at least the balls are out. He gets out, he puts us all in our position, 4-4-2 on the pitch. And says, "Uh, right, you didn't want to run around in today's game, so we won't run around now. And he blows the whistle and we just stand there. We just stand there in silence at half seven, eight o'clock at night, whatever it is. And I'm looking at Breda Hangeland, I'm looking at Duffers, and, and he's just walking around, walking around. And we stood there for 35, 40 minutes. Did you run around more next game? <laughs> I think we, I he, hope pulled so. us in, he pulled us in on the Sunday, and we run on the Sunday, yes. Oh, yeah. So, what's a question so anyway? We're back to the quiz. So, like, so uh, it's got to be, you know, it didn't uh, get the suitcase with really. It's got to be an arm wrestler or a staring match. So, <sighs> arm wrestle. No, it was oh, a stereo match. Jeez. Why? Oh what happened? So another thing was, whenever he called you into his office, this was a, probably a, a, a managed, a player manager power. He's when a weirdo. He, whenever He's he called you into his office, you'd sit down and you'd sit down there and you'd look at a table like this, and he'll be on the other side, and you'll you'd look at him and, and he'll just look at you and he'll just look at you and you'll say uncomfortably, "Go, you wanted to see me, boss." And as soon as you said that, the glasses would come off and he will start talking. So it got a common thing between the lads. <clears throat> they said, "Right, next time you go up." Don't say a word. So you get in there and you sit down and you just look at him. And you look at him and he'll look at you and you'll just keep looking. And behind him was the, the, the view out onto the, the training ground. So you're looking through his eyes, through his glasses, through his head, out onto the pitch. And in the end, he'd have to just sort of like go, okay. So it was literally a, a point of give and take. The orangutans, the dad versus <laughs> Penfold. Penfold, the danger mouse. Yeah, the ginger in Yester, yeah, versus Penfold, yeah. But do you know what? I've got to say, he was a nice guy. Were people listening outside, though, waiting to see if you'd, if you'd break the silence? Could, they, could anybody, no, could anybody no, tell? No, no one could listen. You just had to go out and go, yeah, lasted 15 minutes in there. Yeah, no, it was... Uh, I've got to say, he come on, he come under some, some criticism and, and stuff that he deserved, but... Away from football, he was he was a nice guy. He was a Somewhere. nice, humble guy. He was unusual, like though. What was the what was the um... steak? I know no, what you're no, going to no, say a cheese. piece of steak. No, cheese, cheese, cheese. That was it. Yeah, cheese on the knee. Homeopathic. Was, <laughs> the cheese on the knee when you're at home with a special alcohol and Britta Hangeland done it with his wife in bed, and the, to top it off, he said you have to call your mum. What, what, what cheese was it? 
It's a special. It, it was a special cheese. Yeah. There weren't no eaters. Was his wife just taking a few slices, a few crackers in that? No, no, no. And then, yeah, it was a special kind of alcohol. Again, not a whiskey or a gin. Um, and yeah, and you had that to call work. your mum as well on the phone. Why you were doing? What, was it to what, release endorphins <laughs> to, or something? To or? soothe, yeah. Uh, and I remember Breda saying that he had to do it, and his wife said, "If you do this, I'm leaving you." <laughs> well, fair <laughs> and, enough. Uh, and and uh, I don't think he called his mum. But there we go. <laughs> um, that was the deal breaker: calling his mum rather than putting cheese around yeah, his knee. Yeah, do the whole lot and call your mum on the phone. Um, as a prank. John Walters once put a pig... Oh, God, this is a David Cameron story, is it? Once put a pig's head... <laughs> Why, what did David with, Cameron do with a pig? With his, Next, tell, go on. I'll tell you later. Oh, next politics. <laughs> and not only may not have done it. But once put a pig's head in which teammates locker? Was it Matthew Etherington, Robert Huth or Ryan Shawcross? <laughs> I thought it was in someone else's locker. Where Ooh. did you get a pig's head from butchers? Oh, let him answer first. Yeah. <laughs> let him answer not. Well, Kilman Jones is involved in this. I know Kilman's in there, but I, it ended up in his locker. So what was the first one? Matty Everington? Robert Huth or, or Ryan Sh- Shawcross? Oh, I know this story because it went in one of theirs, then they thought it was... Then it ended up tell the story now. Go on, right, go on get the answer. Okay, let's go with, uh, let's go with Matty Everington. Yeah, he's got it right. Oh, Get in uh, there. Well, so, right. <laughs> this is a <laughs> too story. Many things, this is too a many things story. to unpack here. Right. One. No, I'm going to have to tell you the story. Yeah. So, there was a lot of pranks going off in, in Stoke at the time. You weren't there, no, were you? No. So, like, a good one was Glenn Wheeling used to put deep heat and communal sloggies in the middle. And, uh, communal sloggies we'll go into that another time communal sloggies in the middle <laughs> no they were always washed but it was in the middle so you pick you get your kit you put your communal sloggies you put your sloggies on you pick socks no no no, no no sharing pants is weird we'll go into that we could change. do a whole episode on that so Glenn Wheeling used to put deep eating three pairs every few days a crouchy always used to get caught and it's, it, but you'd never check them I'd always like have a little a smell sniff. of deep eat <laughs> so, <laughs> sniff of the, sl- the sloggy sniffer <laughs> So Crouchy put them on, his face would go red. And then next two minutes, he's fuming, his legs up on the sink, (laughs) washing himself. So anyway, so there was pranks going on, and I used to get the blame for a lot, and it wasn't me. So Matthew Everson got something done to him, and he he put my coat down a (laughs) decimated toilet, let's say. So it was, like, covered in everything. I'm thinking, like, this is disgusting. So I'm like... Told the kit man, listen, my coat's down the toilet there. You're going to have to wash it. I can't get it out. So I'm thinking, right. Kept quiet, didn't say anything. I found out it was him. So I said to the chef, listen, can you can you get me a pig's head? I'm thinking, I'm going next level here so he doesn't get me back. So he's like, yeah, but no questions asked. Don't say it was me that got you it. I was like, right, okay, so. We're next. talking a full-blown so pig's head out of a butcher's so yeah. when window. It was, don't, yeah. say, don't say... I got you the pig's head. Yeah. What you've decided to do instead is tell the internet that he's yeah. the guy so, who got you the so, pig's head. So, I've, they've gone out to train and he's given me the nod. I've got it at breakfast. I'm brilliant. They've gone out to train. I've ran in, got the pig's head in the cardboard box, took it out, put it in Matthew Everything's locker on and top of his clothes. And then I also had some rainbow trout. So I shoved a couple of rainbow trout in his shoes and in his wash bag. I'm thinking this is brilliant. He's never going to get me back again. Trained, had a good training session. I'm giggling away to myself. I'm doing extra finishing at the end with most of the lads. But Matty runs in. I'm thinking, it's going to be ruined. I need to see, like, the reaction. So I've, like, sprint, seen him, sprinted ahead of him, got in. So it was only me and him. I've sat down. He's gone across to his locker, opened it up, like, started, like, like <laughs> I can't believe it. He's fuming. He's, like, pig's head, all his gear. Hasn't even noticed the rainbow trout. 
<laughs> and I'm sitting there laughing something, and he knows it's me. Brilliant. And he's gone, eh, fucking Glenn Whelan. Fucking Glenn Whelan. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Yeah. I've gone, oh, Tom's just sitting there thinking this is brilliant. So he's, he's got a towel. <clears throat> no, he's actually gone in Glenn Whelan's locker, got Glenn Whelan's clothes, wrapped it up in Glenn Whelan's clothes, and threw it in Glenn Whelan's locker, and gone out fuming. So Glenn Whelan's come in five minutes later, and I'm thinking, this is brilliant. This is, this is like gold dust, this. Glenn Whelan's gone in his locker, got his phone out, sat on his phone, and went back out. Thinking, like, what's going on here? Kenwin Jones comes in, sits next to Glenn Whelan. Matty Everton's put it in Kenwin's locker, not Glenn's. <laughs> Kenwin's opened his locker, all there's the all his gear, and Kenwin, and you don't mess with Kenwin, he's a big lad, isn't he? Don't want to mess with him. Kenwin's like hit the roof, like, who's done that? Like, fuming, like, shouting in the dressing room, who's put a pig's head in my locker? And I'm thinking, <laughs> but I'm like laughing, so I'm like giggling away. Matty's out, Glenn's out. It's just me and a few of the lads. And uh, I've said, listen, Kenwin, I've put it in Matty's locker. Matty thought it was Glenn. Glenn. <laughs> Glenn's. It wasn't Glenn's. It's in your locker. So Kenwin's heard Glenn Whelan's name. Kenwin's just heard, that's all he's heard. He's seen red, heard Glenn Whelan's name, gone outside, got a brick from, there was a building site, wasn't it? It's got a brick, put it through Glenn Whelan's car window, <gasps> drove home. So Glenn's come in, found out what's happened. Glenn's fuming. So I'm like, this and is like, so I'm thinking, this is, this is, this is brilliant. So Glenn's, I'm ringing Kenwin up, I'm going to come to your house and put a brick through your window. Tony Pulis had to come down, settle it. And to finish it off, Kenwin got fined, I think, two weeks away. He just had to pay for Glenn's car and new leather in his car. He all got ripped. And I think Glenn got nothing to happen to him. And I just got a, a suspended week's wages in the post if he ever bring another pig's head in. <laughs> <coughs> I got away. Son of Tony Pulis here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. He liked you. He negotiated. He liked you. He liked you. So you got it right anyway, pig's head. Oh, my God. You <laughs> Did you? I can't remember. Like, wait, wait. <laughs> That's a good story, that. Yeah. Um... Don't oh, question. I, my last question. Two, two, two. So this is three, three, two. It's three, two. You need this for the draw. What age was Steve Sidwell when he met his future wife? Oh, that's a joke. He, <laughs> go on, give me the dates. 13, 17 or 22? Childhood sweethearts, I'm going to say. I'm going to say 13. That's correct. Oh, it's a draw. It's correct. We have, right, pa- paper, so scissors, what we have stones? To do, paper, scissors, stones? Yeah, we'll do it. So it's Paper, scissors, rock? Paper, I'll scissors, say stones? one, two, three. Whatever. <laughs> I'll say one, two, three, go, okay? Rather so, than one, two, three. One, two, three, go. Yeah, okay. One, two, three, go. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, ready? Ready? I'm, I'm going to go paper. Ready, go. Yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> hang on a minute, hang on a minute. I'm going to go stone. Oh, I know ready? where you're going. <laughs> one. Wait one, one, two, two three, three, go. go. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. One, one two, two, three, go. go. Yes! Oh, no! <laughs> yes. So, £250 for your charity... £250 bet yes. to have on anything you'd like this weekend. What are you going to go for? You said you fancy Norwich. No, I need to have Norwich. fancy Norwich. Norwich I 11 to I 4. I said Norwich a good value at home. Norwich are 11 to 4. It's a big Chelsea game for home. Chelsea. I'm a Chelsea Four. fan. I'm going Everton again. <laughs> oh, look at this. <laughs> what? this Everton, Aston Villa away. Aston Villa lost two. Now, got beat at the weekend. Everton 11 to 10 away. Good win at the weekend. Does it look like it's going. coming together, do you think, with the with the new signings I and, think the, so. and the start of the and season? And Keane came on, look, look, look exciting. So I'm going for Everton 11 to Here's 10. another one with a pronunciation. I got told... Oh, is it not Keane? I got told it was Moza Ken yeah. because it's a version of 
Moses right. with a different pronunciation and Ken was just how they pronounced it. But then he's come he, he's come here and said, no, 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 I'm happy to be Moise Keen. Like, like, so I don't think it's actually oh, how you say his name. It's a bit like he Thierry said, Henry, isn't it? Terry Henry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think he ever said, I'd, I'm happy to be Terry Henry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, these odds, though, Paddy Power. So we've got yeah. Nicholas Mettler's undies over my shoulder. Yep. And I watch see House of Rugby as well. Yeah. So they have a pint of Guinness. I know. Can, yeah. we, can Paddy Power not bring out a, an alcoholic beverage that we can... There, we are, can have there next are show. other alcoholic brands that Joe has an association with, so we might we might well investigate that. Because so, you said sluggy sniffer. I've got this. They got deep in them. Is it, is it Purcell or is it? What is it? Aerial? No. I think they've been washed, to be fair. <laughs> I hope so, anyway. The sloggy sniffer. <laughs> this is Liquid Football on Joe, together with Paddy Power. You don't get this kind of content elsewhere. Um, you talked about Norwich and about how you not fancy them against Chelsea, yeah. but you think that they could they could do well, that they're, they're good value. Yeah. 11 to 4? Good it? value, yeah. Because they've started so well, especially going from maybe sort of just into the second <clears> half <throat> against Liverpool was when it seemed to to sort of clip from them the penny the penny seemed to drop that, that step up though from the championship to the the Premier League mm. as much as the championship and the and the standards improved in the, in the championship yeah. it's still just that extra step it is yes uh Norwich. Did you see that in the opening game? That the, the Norwich players sort of going, yeah. Oh my god, oh, we're definitely. Here now. I mean, you, there's there's not many harder places they're going to go to on their opening game. Liverpool way, the form that they've been in last season, uh, but they showed signs. I mean, they had more than enough chances in that game. Uh, and and Pukki, obviously, you can see how ruthless he is in front of goal on that first. He's a goal scorer, isn't he? He is. He's I watched him scorer. a lot last yeah. year uh, in the Championship. And what I like about him, <clears throat> he's very old school. You know, he can score goals in the box, outside the box. He ruffles a few feathers uh, and he's got a, a great v- variety and a range of different finishes. I mean, the first one, that volley was top class. Volley, couple of yards in the box, yeah, out his feet, put through someone's legs. Yeah. He's a finisher, so yeah. we get goals. He's uh, 22 to 1 to get the golden boot. Same as Vardy and Lacazette <laughs> with Absolutely no chance yeah, for me. I mean, that's, there's no chance for that. No, but, but the uh, step up though. Listen, just... the step up. Yeah, as you said, the step up. I, I said this before. The biggest difference was the size and the the athleticism of the players. Everyone, you think players are slow on the side of the pitch. Everyone is rapid. Yeah, and 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 they're all. I I was the smallest in the tunnel at Stoke, and I'm six foot, and it was six foot two, six foot three, four. But every team's like that. It's like you're looking around and. Everyone's big. One mistake, it's a goal. You're playing yeah. against the top team. That's it. Clinical. One mistake, you give the ball away in your half. Yeah, it's a goal. Yeah, but. Pookie for me, he's getting the goals. He's if he can score, Norwich have got a good chance. But yeah. but um, it, I always like when the players come up from the championship. Pookie's got a bit of a different name, but I always like the Glenn Murray, Ashley Barnes, Billy Sharp. Is he more like that? More like that kind of old? <coughs> it, not know. so much in how he plays, but in in terms of coming up as a more experienced I say the, championship player I say in the, the Premier League. The bastards of the bastards of the football <laughs> it's like they come up battle of the bastards isn't it they come yeah. up and they're the ones that uh, throw themselves about a bit rough and that's another difference of notice so the more you come against big defenders big team defenders yeah. big name defenders they don't like mixing it up they like to play yeah. they don't like it when you get into like Barnes he's great at Burnley for it unbelievable lad um, he's great winds people up falls over he's Kissing people on the head last year, he loves winding. He yeah. just—that's—that's that's the name of the game. You can wind him up and get him off his game. You've won half the battle because if his head's off it, he's not going to be concentrating on his other. All things. them names you just mentioned there, and it goes for this throughout the squad, especially at 
Norwich and at Sheffield United. They've got a hunger. I, I don't think hardly any of them have played in the in the Premier League before. They've worked their way out the leagues. I think Sheffield United, a lot of them, started at Premier League academies, never made the grade, had to come down a few steps on that's the ladder where, to go back where I up. went as well. It's where but, I went down you, the lower league the hunger, and came back haven't they? Yeah. they got the hunger, and that's yeah. why I think Sheffield United and Norwich will will do well this year, above probably Villa, because Villa have got the pressure. They've spent a lot of money. They've spent uh, an influx of a few foreign players as well that's come in. They're always hit and miss. They're a gamble with the foreign signings. When I was at Reading, we've still got the, the record um, for getting out the championship, 106 points, scored over 100 goals, had a great season. A lot of people forget that we finished eighth in the Premier League that following season. And that was just down to a no fear factor. We was underdogs in every game and we had a hunger to just go out and just had play. Had any of you played in the, not in one the Premier of us, League before? Not one of us. And fair play to Steve Koppel. Obviously, the money, they still got a lot of money then. It's obviously not as what it is today, <clears throat> but they still got a lot of money to invest. I think they invested £2 million on Sol Ki Hung from Wolves and he gave everyone a chance. We, you got us there. You deserve your chance to go and, to go and play in the top flight of the English, English um, Premier League. So we, we, we just grasped it. But you go out then and you, your first game, all these players making their, their Premier League debuts. Yep. What was the difference? What did you notice? Well, our first game that season, we played Middlesbrough at home and we was 2-0 down at half-time. We were 2-0 down, I think, within 20 minutes. So it literally was welcome to the Premier League. Did it feel different, though, as, as a, as a it game? No. It's, it it, just, every game's a cup final to begin with, isn't it? I think now it's uh, every game when a team goes up, all the fans up for it, every game seems to be a cup final. Yeah. Just let the league settle a bit. When the league settles a bit, you'll notice... That, a bit of a difference but in but terms every of game. the games that what well, they're like the championship is just relentless the game is for it's end to end there's a lot of mistakes it's 100 miles an hour you, you might know. get 10 chances as a striker in a championship game you get one if you're lucky in the premiership well in the teams I played in you're lucky yeah. if you get one chance and if you get you need to be clinical to put it away but in the, in the championship there's a lot of chance misses just end to end the Premier League when teams come up you'll have the top teams and you'll have a lot of teams defending yeah, so, you, so sometimes teams, you yeah. get more time on the ball. So some yeah. some players suit some players. There's a lot of top class players in the championship that don't get an opportunity to play in the Premier League that would suit it. It's just getting an opportunity first and foremost. But when you get there, you're thinking, "Oh, I've got a bit of time and space here." And but then it's, that sucks you into a little trap where you don't know that they're sucking you into a trap. And then when that turnover, that transition, they just go down the other end and they they just score. They're clinical. But I say it's the same in the Europa League. When we went to Europa League with Stoke, we had a we had a difficult group. Um, during the campaign, we had Hajduk Split, Dynamo Kiev, Tel Aviv, Besiktas. That was a group. No one could handle us. We because everyone was used to passing it around European mm. football, passing it around the back, and we were we could play. We had some good players in the team, but we were direct. We were like, get it in the box, can't defend them. We it wasn't until the last game we played Besiktas, they beat us, and they topped the group. We absolutely were annihilating teams, especially at home. Mm. T- didn't know how to handle us. We were like two 0 up first half, and we just battering keepers. <laughs> yeah. It was brilliant. But no one, it's, everyone's in, in European football. It's a lot slower. That's why the Premier League's so good. It's it's quick. It's yeah. it's but the Championship's another level of just end to end. Yeah, and the good thing is that they've not gone away from their. I don't want to say philosophy because it gets a bit deep with that kind of word. But they've not gone away from their beliefs, which is obviously they've got their own unique style of play. Both of them and Norwich play very good football, as do Sheffield United. Very different, but they've not gone away from that fact that that got us here. If it wins us games, great. If it doesn't, then we'll adapt. Yeah. So, um, especially for a, a striker though, making that step from the the Championship to the the Premier League, you see players 
like we've we've mentioned, Billy Sharp, Timmy Puki, who've started mm-hmm. with goals. They've already, you know, they've already got going yeah. in terms of their, their Premier League accounts. But for someone like Che Adams or Tammy, Ape, look, we're only I know we're only two games in. Mm. But it they feels as though, yeah, and you it get feels lot, like for, yeah. for a striker that, would, that would get more pressure more yeah. quickly. You get a lot of players that will will be unbelievable championship strikers, score 30 goals a year and will struggle to score in the Premier League and to make the step up, and whether that's a mental thing or not, I don't know. But then a lot of teams change the formation. So I signed, I was a striker, I was always brought up a striker and at Ipswich, sort of, not change, but I could play on the right or on the left or in behind. And when more I went industrious to industrious role. Yeah, when I went to, well... <laughs> Yeah, multi-talented. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when I went to Stoke, I loved it. So I started on the right, then I get moved to the left wing, then I play in behind, then I play as a lone one, and I just just ran round, you know. <laughs> but I would, I could do every role, and so you're not. So at Stoke, I must have played five percent of my games as a striker mm. in the whole time I was there. Less than five percent. I was I was say ninety percent as a right midfielder, and in that team, you're right back. You're not a right midfielder. You're yeah. you're spending the majority of time defending your 18-yard box and getting up and down. And it's difficult because yeah. if you're a striker, a lot of teams change it to play one up front, and you've got to adapt if you want to play in the team. You've got to adapt to to the role of of, of playing a wide man. You, yes, you are a striker, but you've got to sort of help out defence a lot yeah. more. Unless you're in a top team, yeah. you're going to get a, an abundance of chances. Yeah. I know you said you liked it. Did you mind it? I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I, I had a thing, and like technically. Players were miles better than me. Um, but to get to the Premier League, I'm not a bad player. You, you get labelled one way. But I had a thing where if I could outwork a player, um, something to be said, if you can outwork a player and they're coming off the pitch thinking, <laughs> I don't want to play against you. And that was, they might be technically better than me. They might be, I I, I had one where I love to get in players' heads. And, and, You've and, done and, that and a sc- lot. <laughs> <laughs> we played full and plenty of times at you. And I think it was Scott Parker was saying, Listen, you're shit. <laughs> and, I, and I was just like, I, it was my first year at Stoke, and in the end, I was like, he was doing a free kick, and I was just winding everyone up and kicking the ball away when he went to put it down. I went back in, he's just hammering me, and I said, Listen, I know I'm shit, but if I get you in a tunnel, I'll still rip you. <laughs> no. I just like getting in different yeah. different modes, um, and I, I think there's a thing, and Jürgen Klopp said it a couple of years ago, there's a thing, if you can outwork a team that are technically better on you, there's something in that. Because yeah. there's all different ways to win battles or football matches. I think yeah. he said it, that, I think one of the players came out and said that he said it after the first leg against Barcelona in the Champions League last season and said, okay, so you're not the best team in the world. Well, we knew that. Mm. Yeah. So that doesn't mean you can't win. There's different ways yeah. of winning, yeah. a, a winning the games. And if you can if you can do that, there's something to be said. Because yeah. mentally, if you can get in the player's head, whether that be outworking them out. So that, that role I used to play in behind the strikers, in behind Ken Winnerlot, Ken Jones at first at Stoke. My role was making the runs in behind. So I had to, when the midfielders or fullbacks dropped it, I had to sprint and get in the channels or get in behind, always trying to threaten in behind. Mm. But when, as soon as it broke down, my role, I had to make it a midfielder, almost a defensive midfielder in front of Glenn Whelan. And it was so much running. And I'd cover 12 and a half, 13k a game. And it was ridiculous, but I loved it because I could get back in and people were like, where's he coming from? Yeah. And I'd, I'd just be constant all game. And but you say that I enjoyed about- it, yeah. Mentally, I think that's where the youngsters, like you mentioned Tammy Abraham there, I think that's where it won't really affect him. It sort of kind of affects the older ones because they think about it much more. They think about their game much more, whereas the youngsters, they're still, team they're still ruthless. Think. Yeah, but yeah. Tammy will still be thinking, but I, I can score a goal. I'll get a chance next week, I'll still score it. Whereas other older players, they'll be like, 
if it comes to me, I need to take this touch here. It does. It doesn't become instinctive enough. I think. I think a mental side of the game. I still think 90 percent of the game is mental. Is mentally. Huge. So coming through academies now. We did, I said I did a coaching course in the summer, uh, and Michael Ballack was on it, so I was paired with him quite a lot, and he was speaking. Just pick that name up. Got it, just got it. Do you play with him? Ballack, yeah. So he was on it, but I, the way he was with it, so he was saying, you can't do this with kids, and the safeguarding this with kids, and you can't put your arm around them when they're 15, 16 of your mm. time. You know, can coach, yeah. and it's like... Yeah. You're trying to help the kids, and you can't push them because the parents will come in. If you push them too far, so if you drop someone and not give someone a contract, or you give someone a bit of a bollock in the change room, which I enjoy. Like I say yeah. about Roy Keane, I really enjoy that side of him. You you can't you can't do that anymore because they can come in and you're pushing them, and you could get a, 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 then the club comes in yeah. and say you could sack you. And he said, "Hang on a minute, how how far you're in a game in eighty nine minutes, and you've got a." You, mentally, you've got to push yourself to where you don't want to go to. So if I'm coaching a lad, you're telling me I can't, I can't push him because I want to push him to where he doesn't want to go to. Because mm-hmm. come a game, there's no help. You're getting forty thousand fans all on your back, and you've got to go to somewhere mentally you don't want to go to. How do you, how do you then coach them mentally? And I didn't really have an answer for it. And I think that's a massive part of the game that that it's not going out of it, but you need to be very careful. There's a, there's a fine line. But he he was addressing the fact that mm. that in other sports, gymnasts or Olympic athletes, they can and in other countries they'll push them to the limits. Limit, yeah. So if you want to get better, yeah. where are you going to push them to? If you want to if you want to push a player, how how far can you push them? So it's fine to. I mean, nobody's saying that they should keep in the the worst aspects of that where it becomes almost like a bullying culture. But it's what you're going to replace it with in yeah. order that you can test a player's. You still resilience. need you still need that in the game. Yeah. You still need to be able to, to push players. There's, there's too much of it. You can't say that to him or you can't do that. And it's there's a place for it, but the, it still needs it. Just stay on this subject very quickly. That, that academy environment is very much different to a first-team environment. So as coaches, you're trying to prepare them to get ready for that first-team environment because obviously the language... You know the managers, the the heat of the moment. So what you can and can't say to a youngster in the academy is throughout the window when it gets to the first team. People want to be players as well. You get sixteen, seventeen-year-old lads coming in, and we had it coming in the change rooms. And you look at them; they come in and they're in a Mercedes or a BMW and the first car and Audi, and they come in with like a Gucci wash bag or a Louis Vuitton wash bag, and they they want to pretend the players but they're not actually players yet and they might not ever play a game. And I think Seamus Cole was one at Everton. He, he had a thing with all the young lads, like they all come in with designer bags and the clothes and the trainers. And it was like, what have you done in the game? Yeah. What, what You've done nothing in the game. So why are you pretending to be a player? You're not a player. You think that's being a player. You think coming in with a nice car, it's got nothing to do with being a player. Like, all right, if you've earned a four-year contract and you've played 200 Premier League games or 200 games in your career, then if you've earned money, then spend but. You're 16, 17, stop, stop trying to act like a player. That's not, that's, that's a wrong thing to think about. Mm. Um, in terms of confidence and we're talking maybe about overconfidence there, about people thinking they've made it before they already have. Um, you mentioned Jurgen Klopp saying, it's all right, as long as we work harder than anyone, we've got a chance of, mm. of winning this game. If you have players who make individual errors... That can, that, that can make that can make your job a lot well. I was thinking more about Klopp and Adrian 
And mm. it, although it was a goal, Liverpool two 0 He defended up, Adrian after the game. And although they were two 0 up, and it was it was the goal they conceded didn't affect the result. If it had done, there might have been a slightly different perspective on it. But but then in terms of a, a player like that, a goalkeeper going in having made a mistake, going into the dressing room, it's only just you know second start. And it's- uh, he, he he came to Liverpool on a free transfer, so he's not going to be first choice. He's not going to be a ball playing goalkeeper. Otherwise, he, w- he would have been picked up. So that happens. I've done it plenty of times Most with penalties times. and last-minute ones. We had one against Fulham. I'm trying to think whether you were playing. We had a so story goes. I I trained on the Friday, and I spent. I didn't have lunch. Felt sick. Started throwing up. Sickness bug. Um, family you did. I remember this. Yeah. So <laughs> breathing on me. So, I've been ill and I've been shitting and sick of mocking me from a course. Different tricks, you see. So I'd, I'd spent so you get the train down, so I'd spent two hours in the train throwing literally sitting in the disgusting toilet, throwing up the whole train journey, all night in the hotel, throwing up. Get up in the morning, I'm thinking, there's no way I'm playing here. The physio's asking me, how are you? I said, listen, throwing up all night and being sick. Have a piece of toast in the morning, kept it down. Bottle of water. Bear in mind, I hadn't eaten then for 24 hours. I had one piece of toast in 24 hours. So the manager pulls me in, how are you feeling? And I always say, listen, if you need me, I'll play. But I've been thrown up, so it was MTP. Throws me in, play the game. So marking people on corners doing that, but I've, I've played so so much for sports science and all. I've played a game on a piece of toast, and at the end of the game, I've done more running than anyone. Mm. Done again, playing out wide, felt horrendous, but played their game, got a penalty in the last minute. So I'm thinking, great, this will make me feel better. Last minute penalty, score it. We were getting beat one 0 I think Berbatov scored a, a, an unbelievable the volley. Yeah. volley. Then, then, then score it. Um, Something in a penalty last minute. I'm going to score it. Feel great. It'll all make it worth it. The past two days feeling horrendous. Step up, take the penalty. Long water. This is where I moan. A keeper's coming off the lines. I'm sure he came off his line by a yard. <laughs> VAR saves the bottom corner. Whistle goes. Last near enough. Last kick of the game. I'm devastated. I've come in. Obviously, I've cost the lads a point. Yep. But I think the lads knew I've been thrown yeah. up, and I'm like, you come in and you're like, you're... sorry, lads. Like, what what can you do? My the, fault. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The lads, the lads never get on your case. Do you, if you I didn't try and miss the penalty. Your, you, you don't around. try, but if it's someone purposely tossing it off in a yeah. match, you're annoyed then. Yeah. But if it's an honest mistake, the lads don't mind. <clears throat> the, the funniest one with me is. Do you want to say this? Before a game, obviously, there's, all, there's not every team does it, but the majority of the team huddles. Might be on the pitch, might be in the dressing room. Same things normally always said. Let's work hard. Let's get around the place. Let's stop them playing. Let's stick. Let's stick uh, by each other. You know, encourage. Forty-five minutes later on, at half time, the same person saying that's coming in. You're not fucking doing this. You're not doing that. You need a life. That's just standard, isn't it? Yeah, standard. Yeah. Where was the sticking by each other? No, that's just standard. Yeah, that's just standard. Everybody getting thrown under the yeah. bus. Um, Adjia then with with the mistake that led to Danny Ings' goal for for Southampton. Um, Liverpool not to keep a clean sheet, thirteen to eight with Paddy Power in August. In August, they've got Arsenal at home on Saturday evening. Mm. Then they've got Burnley away. Ooh, that's a, that's a great bet because the highlights that I see from the Southampton game they look shaky. Southampton, yeah, but bear in mind they played on the Wednesday. 
Yeah, but we're talking basic set yeah, pieces. Southampton here. had a lot of chances, and and the way the way as as I said, Ashley Barnes, the way he can play, um, I think he can cause some problems. That's good value. That yeah, that's good mm. value. Could, but considering where they were last year, rock solid. Best. Um, what was that the odds for record? them to keep a clean sheet or not to? For them not to keep a clean sheet, they're yeah. thirteen to eight not to keep a clean sheet in August. But, yeah. and How many games you got left? Burnley. Two games, three Arsenal games, Burnley. two Arsenal at home, Burnley away. Lacazette and uh, Arsenal Aubameyang. Liverpool. The only two hundred percent records left. One of them's going to go. Someone's eye was got to go early. Early doors. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much. That is it for this week's Liquid Football with Joe together with Paddy Power. We're here every week. You can download the podcast or you can watch us on YouTube and please leave us a nice review. Uh, we've also got a Facebook page. If you search for Liquid Football, you can get involved with the chat on there. Uh, remember, House of Rugby with James Haskell and Chris Robshaw is back tomorrow as well as TKO that's coming on Wednesday. We're back next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. You've been listening to Liquid Football on Joe. Sponsored by Paddy Power.